Okay, let's do this. Hello, welcome, and for Chris's sake, my name is Chris Anthony Lopez. This is episode 72 of the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. So, in all honesty, I didn't plan on doing a podcast about this, but I just got done watching it, and I have a bunch of thoughts, and I figured this would be a little quickie to talk about Superman Man of Tomorrow. So, for those who don't know, Superman Man of Tomorrow is one of the latest direct-to-video superhero flicks that Warner Brothers Animation released in 2020, and it really kick-started this whole new cinematic universe that they have going on over there. So, DC has been very, very good at animation for a very long time, dating all the way back to, like, Batman the Animated Series and that whole universe that it created, all the way to the, like, Justice League War universe that recently ended. I want to grab... I think it was the Dark Side War that recently ended that whole thing. And I watched that, and it reset the entire damn universe. And I'm like, oh, it was Apocalypse War, excuse me. So they they reset everything. And with reboots, you know, I'm like, ah, damn, like, I really like what they were doing. It all started with uh, Flashpoint, and Flashpoint became Justice League War. Justice League War, that whole continuity went to Apocalypse War, which was one of the more brutal DC flicks I've ever seen. A lot of blood, a lot of death, and I was not prepared for it. It was very dark, too. Almost, like, disturbingly dark. But maybe I'll talk about that in a different different pod in regards to, like, unfortunately dark flicks that did not need to be as gruesome as they were. But this whole Superman, Man of Tomorrow-verse... <laughs> Is that, you know what, we're just going to call it that. The Tomorrowverse? I think, is that the name of it? We're going to find out. I I watched this after I watched Justice Society World War II. Because I saw they had Flash and Wonder Woman on the cover. Two characters who really don't get their own um, animated flicks all the time. I know Wonder Woman has and obviously the Flash has. But together, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. There's no other recognizable mainline Justice League members on there. So let me check this out. And it was a lot of fun. And I realized quickly that this movie has a Superman, but he was already established. So I had to go back and check out Superman Man of Tomorrow. And this is um this is a doozy. This is this is a little weird, right? So Darren Chris of Glee fame, he voices Clark Kent Superman Alexandra Daddario, she's Lois Lane, and Zachary Quinto is the Lex Luthor of this universe. And we have some John Jones Martian Manhunter action, some Lobos in this. Parasite is the main villain of, of the movie. So it's looking like a Superman flick, right? You know, you got all the core pieces. You have the Kents, both of them. You have Clark, Lois, Daily Planet. John Jones, a little extra superhero action. Lobo, Parasite, Lex Luthor. you think this would make sense. you think this all would come together for a great Superman picture. And it is great in some portions, but it was just very weird. 
And it's not like the animation style. I actually really like the animation style. It's very distinct, at least in regards to what we've gotten the last almost 10 years from the previous connected universe that they had going on. They reset everything and changed the animation. That's a great, great first step. And then Darren Chris as Clark Kent Superman, I really, really enjoyed. I loved him as the, as the character, and he may be the best part of this. And if he were to play the character in live action, I kind of would buy that. I recently saw a picture of Darren Chris, and I'm like, yo, I would buy him as Clark Kent. Now, it's going to be hard to get me to let go of Tyler Hecklin. He's crushing it on Superman and Lois on the CW. He is crushing it. He is so good. Probably my favorite live action Superman in a long while. But Darren Chris, I love what he just I love what he brought. I love what he brought to this. And I don't know if he was, you know, a big Superman guy like other uh Glee alum that became superheroes. I'm looking at you, Grant Gustin. But Darren Chris was the highlight for me of this movie. And I'm very glad that there's another good another great voice behind Superman. We've had some good ones in the past, some iconic ones, but Darren Chris is another feather in the cap for Superman voice actors. Good for y'all. But they changed some things about his origin that I was very appreciative of. Again, you gotta change things. You can't just keep doing the same cookie cutter things, especially when you have a character who can be incredibly cookie cutter. Like that Boy Scout Superman. It's a guy, blue suit, that those like red underwear looking tights, the red cape, the hope symbol on the chest. You can get very copy paste, copy paste. But this was a little bit different and they made the character like a little little naive in regards to superheroism. Like he was causing some type of destruction, whether on purpose or not. Not as crazy as a Zack Snyder Superman, but we would we would get there, especially with the introduction of Parasite over time. But I was rocking with it. And they made Parasite a very sympathetic character. And in the interpretations of the character that I've seen and read in the past, that dude is gnarly. Parasite, for those who don't know, is adaptive of of abilities, and he is able to uh, just adapt to his environment. And in this film, he does a lot of that, and yet they made the character very sympathetic, and I, I felt for him. And shout out to Brett Dalton, who voiced the character. He was, you know, a family man. had a, He had a had two daughters, I believe, or one daughter and one on the way, and. His life was taken over by that dastardly Lobo who sprayed him with some alien goop and he became a parasite. Okay, great. So Lobo's a piece of shit, right? Yeah, he is. But the movie wants us to think that he's cool with Superman now. Sure. And shout out to Ryan Hurst who voiced the Lobo. I thought he was a good Lobo. I love the design of the character. He was very Lobo-esque. <laughs> Not the Lobo I think of first, but I really appreciate what Ryan Hurst brought to the character and how the character was written. Real snarky, real asshole. That's how Lobo should be done. And I love the interactions he had with Superman. John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Uh, I hope I pronounced his name right. Um, E.K. 
Amadi, I, I really hope I pronounced his name right. He voiced John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Again, I love the Martian design and not the humanoid version that he that we all know the character as. Like that, you know, the one that we are familiar with from Justice League, the animated series. But this one, he was Martian first, and then he became the Martian Manhunter we all know. And again, I thought that the character was well done, well executed. I'm down to see more of him in the future. And they even alluded, Lobo I should say, alluded to more Martians and more Kryptonians out in the world. Hmm, some Supergirl maybe? Zod? Maybe? Some other Martians? Who knows? White Martians? You know, like uh, like Magan from Young Justice? So, who who knows? Who the hell knows what the future of the Tomorrowverse will be? But I'm liking what those characters have brought so far. The one crazy misstep that I think this movie had was Alexandra Daddario's Lois Lane. And it's maybe because I love the Lois Lane that uh, Bitsy Tulloch brings to uh, the Lois or the Superman and Lois show on the CW, what Amy Adams is doing, the Lois Lane from the Superman the Animated Series cartoon that bled into the Justice League cartoons. And that relationship that Lois and Clark have that's sweet and like she busts his balls all the time. Yeah, he's Superman, but she always looks at him as Clark, you know? Like, I love that relationship a ton. And yes, it's been done a thousand times already, but it gets me every single time. Especially within the last few years, I've really fallen in love with the Superman-Lois Lane dynamic and the characters separately. I think Lois is a badass character. And I think Superman, when done differently from what we've gotten before... I, I appreciate the character more, and I, and I love the differences that they make. They change the Kryptonian stuff a little bit. He's not full-on Superman when the movie starts. He's not really full-on Superman until the end. He doesn't get a suit until the end of the movie. And I know I'm spoiling this entire thing, but go check this out. I, I would recommend this just to see the differences that they do with these characters. And again, it's pretty brutal. This movie is not incredibly bloody, but it's awfully brutal in some of its vi uh, imagery and the visuals, especially when it comes to Parasite. Parasite is very scary in this, and I I, I appreciate that, because that's how the character should be. Parasite's a terrifying villain. But Alexandra Daddario, maybe it's, it's how they wrote the character. Maybe that's my problem with it. Her voice, I... I I thought it fit the design that they had for Lois Lane. It's just the writing really threw me for a minute. I wasn't really rocking with it. Like, she was very driven in the wrong way. Not how we've seen Lois before. And, again, maybe it's just too different for my liking. I'm in that weird gray area where different's cool. Unless it's this. Because I already love Lois. I love the character, as I've mentioned. But this this Lois Lane just felt a little bit weird. Maybe when we get more of her and Clark working together at the Daily Planet, we will see the Lois Lane that we all know and love fleshed out a little bit more. And I'm hoping for that. I really am. But there are a lot of great themes and little teases 
that this universe sets up and it bleeds right into Justice Society, World War II. That movie, I think, is very, very good. Another kind of brutal movie. Not um, not your typical DC animated fare, but I really enjoy it. I really do. And I dug Justice League Society, World War II, more than Superman, Man of Tomorrow. But I recommend checking them both out, especially if you're already into the DC animated projects. They are... They are in this new phase. In my next watching, when I get the chance, I'm going to watch Batman The Long Halloween, and hopefully I'll get to do something like this similar on the podcast. That one's a little longer. There's two parts. Jensen Ackles is uh, he's Bruce Wayne Batman, and I know that's the last um, acting role I think that Naya Rivera had before she passed away. She voiced Catwoman, I believe. So I am very much looking forward to seeing Batman The Long Halloween. And I'm looking uh, at the list. Tomorrowverse, that it, that's it, it is called Tomorrowverse. Looks like we're getting Green Lantern. But where my power? Looks like we're getting another Green Lantern. And yes, I'm, I'm just all for the DC animated stuff. I think that's something that they have on Marvel. And Marvel is nowhere near touching. I'm not counting Spider-Verse. Let's not bring that into the fold. But... Marvel's done animated movies before and animated shows, and they're very hit or miss, but I think DC has way more hits than misses. Unlike Marvel, I think Marvel has more misses than hits, to be honest with you, in regards to the animated materials. But DC crushes it in animation, and honestly, I think those characters thrive more, and they're more fleshed out, and you get to do more with them with what animation can do, and opposed to live action. Live action may hinder some of these things that DC can get real cosmic and real spacey and animation just suits it better. So I recommend Man of Tomorrow and especially Justice Society, World War II, but they, they're in the same universe, so check them out. And if you watch Batman The Long Halloween before I do or if you've already seen it, let me know what you thought. I'm going to check it out hopefully sooner rather than later. And then we're getting a Green Lantern movie in late July it looks like. So, hell yeah, more Green Lantern, I'm all for that. But thank you so much for listening to my little rant on Superman, Man of Tomorrow. I didn't plan on doing this, but I wanted to get my thoughts out there because this was very thought-provoking. And Superman's a character that I've grown to really appreciate as I've gotten older. And this version of Superman, Darren Chris's Superman... I very much enjoyed and I want to see more of him as the character going forward. But let me know what you think of Superman. Follow me in the description. I have all my social medias there. Let me know what you think of this new DC animated universe. Or if you just like the older ones, if you like other DC flicks, let's talk about them. Some of my favorite DC movies, actually scratch that. Some of my favorite superhero movies are the animated ones that DC has given us over the last 20 years. And maybe that's a whole different podcast for a different day. But as of right now, the Man of Tomorrow verse is off to a decent start. I'm really rocking with it. My name is Chris Anthony Lopez. And for Chris's sake, be good people. Go watch some movies. Be good to each other. I'll see you guys next time.